You're listening to Rocks Across the Pond, the curling podcast that goes around the globe looking for the best stories in the world's coolest sport. We have curling news and views for everyone, whether you're playing in your Thursday league or following your favorite teams on tour. Now here are your hosts, Ryan McGee and our professor of Peel, Jonathan Havercroft. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Rocks Across the Pond. Coming to you from Richmond, Virginia, my name is Ryan McGee, and joining me as always is Jonathan Havercroft. Um, Jonathan, we are going on a field trip today. Where are we going, Ryan? We're going to Estonia. I've never been to Estonia. Have you been to Estonia? Uh, no, I have only been, um, I've only been outside of the United States once. Uh, it was to Italy in sixth grade. It was a sixth grade um, spring break trip. We went and toured Italy. That's a good country to go to if you're only going to leave the country once, i got to say. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Where did you go? Uh, uh, we did the whole country. All of it. Did you go to Sicily? Oh no, no, yeah. none of the islands. Did you do like Rome, Milan, Florence? Yep. Yeah. Yep. All the good stuff. The um, good Pisa, stuff. Naples, all that. All right. Yeah, it's good, good stuff. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, have have not have not been to Estonia. So, do you have any fun facts for Estonia? Somewhere, it's not a big country, so maybe our listeners don't know too much about Estonia. Yeah, actually, uh, I you know I didn't know much about Estonia, so I kind of uh, looked into this. All right. So what? How big is it? What's its population? Uh, so if it was a state, it would be the forty-second largest state in the U.S. It's about it's a little over sixteen thousand square miles, uh, and the population of Estonia is one point three million, which surprisingly is about the size of Richmond's uh, MSA and Ottawa's MSA. Shout out to uh, Game of Stones. All right. Where? So where is it? You know, it's one of the states that was one of the Baltic countries, along with Latvia and Lithuania, that were um, that were occupied by the Soviet Union. So it's up by Saint Petersburg, Russia. It's you know, it's across the Gulf of Finland from Finland. Um, so kind of you know, in the northeast part of Europe before you start getting into Russia. And how is it as a curling country? Uh, well, we have a guest who's going to tell us all about that. We were fortunate enough to talk to Fred Rondver. He is a board member at Curling Tallinn in Estonia. He is also on the Estonian Curling Association, and he is one of Estonia's reps with the WCF. So he has his finger on the pulse of curling in Estonia, and he's here to talk to us about the facility that they've built there in Tallinn, which is really, it's really interesting how they got it built. And it's really interesting how they have used this new facility to grow curling in Estonia and kind of how they view how grassroots and high performance are kind of married. Um, they are really using um the high performance teams to help market uh, the grassroots programs uh, really effectively uh, in Estonia. And they're really carving out uh, their place in the Estonian sports culture, it sounds like. So let's talk to Fred. 
We are joined today by Fred Rondver. Uh, he is a board member and a partner at Curling Tallinn in Estonia, and he's here to talk about Estonian curling and getting this dedicated curling facility built and the impact that it's had and kind of what other curling facilities and people trying to trying to get facilities built can can learn from what they accomplished there in Estonia. Fred, thank you so much for joining us today. Hello, guys. Uh, uh, I'm pleased to be here. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate it. And so just to get started, kind of give everybody kind of your background and in, in how you got started curling. I've always been involved uh, in the in the sports. <laughs> uh, I was um, uh, when I was young, uh, junior age. Uh, I played for the Estonian uh, national team uh, basketball, and uh, and after graduating uni university, uh, I worked for a while for the Estonian Basketball Association, and uh, when I like, I felt that it's 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 time to move on. I met with one uh, friend of mine who was a shareholder in uh, uh, in one ice arena, and it it's it's not it wasn't the typical uh, ice arena. It it was the ice arena what was built into the former uh, factory. Uh, so it was like the old facility, but uh, it accommodated uh, two hockey rinks, and uh, I started to work there. 2003 November and probably I saw curling stones first time in my life uh, 2003 December and uh, the company was uh, in a very bad situation so we had to find ways how to how to make this um, uh, facility uh, profitable and what are the ways uh, we can we can do and we are not doing and and that's how i got uh, involved with uh, with curling and um, 2004 january so few months after i started to work for this uh, ice arena i i visited uh, finland and uh, latvia which are our mm -hmm. neighboring countries and uh, because in estonia we didn't play curling and uh, and i just uh, wanted to see our neighbors are playing so so maybe i can i can learn from them something and uh, then in the summer of 2004 uh, i went to fussen uh, where uh, world curling uh, federation holds its uh, summer camps mm -hmm. i attended the uh, the course business of curling and and how to make curling ice and uh, it's first time i met uh, uh, Keith Wendorf and uh, Richard Harding uh, from World Curling Federation, and, and that actually uh, we discussed the thing that it's possible to 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 build two sheets of curling into our uh, like this factory uh, hall. And uh, actually, Richard Harding visited Estonia 2004 September, and uh, and 2004 December we actually built two first dedicated sheets of curling uh, to Estonia so that oh, wow. was the uh, that was the start uh, of me getting involved uh, uh, in curling and uh, I didn't I didn't knew about the sport a lot uh, only that it's uh, some kind of weird uh, sport and uh, that's that that's how we got started here in Estonia so quite quickly we we found uh, found ways how to build uh, dedicated sheets and um, and yeah. 
so prior to 2004, had been had curling been played at all in Estonia? Uh, you know, when 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 this uh, curling uh, uh, this uh, ice arena was built in 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 Tallinn, where, where I started to work, uh, 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 these um, cooling systems and, uh, and so it was um, bought from Finland, and somebody said that take these curling stones also with you. They're, they're re- really old uh, <laughs> set of uh, two sets of uh, curling stones. So and uh, they were the. These, these stones were just uh, standing here uh, somewhere by the by the wall and and nobody really used them and and uh, and yeah when i when i i became a manag- uh, managing director of this um, uh, facility then uh, we actually held the first estonian championships in 2004 spring on a hockey uh, rink because at that time we didn't have uh, curling sheets but uh, but uh, you know, yeah. So so basically, we can we can say that it it was played uh, like a like a um, between journalists. Uh, there was some. Uh, the first president of Estonian Curling uh, Association was a journalist, and actually mm-hmm. they were uh, they were in Nagan Olympics and they saw the curling there and they somehow joked that 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 let's let's have a game uh, in Estonia so it was played somewhere outside and uh, and uh, you know probably nobody knew the rules or, or something like that and it was just for the fun but 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 actually i think the the real start of uh, curling uh, uh, was uh, 2004 uh, spring when we held the first uh, estonian uh, championships and uh, and then 2004 december so uh, one year after I started to work for the for the ice ice arena, uh, we we built this de- two dedicated sheets. So the next championships uh, always have been played already on the dedicated uh, uh, sheets of curling. But but just to give you an idea, what kind of conditions they were, because uh, even in 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 Tallinn in Estonia, it, it could be very cold during the winter. So I remember we had one uh, tournament here when you had 26 minus degrees inside and uh, we we just had to uh, reduce the the ends uh, because nobody couldn't survive to play 10 ends so so Mm -hmm. we reduced these uh, (laughs) games to six ends uh, just not to not not to freeze so so yeah and 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 these conditions you know compared what we have today are, are you know uh, where we're, you know, we, we can say that these were really bad ones, but but actually this was also very important stage uh, in our development to get what we have at the moment. So it was, uh, I think, without this we wouldn't have what we have at the moment. So how were you able to grow the sport in Estonia to get to the point that building this facility seemed like a good idea, basically? Um, obviously, you said the conditions weren't, uh, weren't the greatest, but how were, how were you guys able to get people playing to get to the point that you said, okay, we should go ahead and have this very nice dedicated curling facility uh, that people can utilize? Yeah, it's again, it's uh, a lot of coincidences <laughs> together. Uh, uh, we, we, I, I knew the uh, the sport at that time, sport uh, department uh, director of the of the Tallinn municipality, and uh, the mayor of uh, Tallinn at that time was also president of the figure skating union. 
and they wanted to host the World uh, Junior uh, Championships uh, the, for for uh, figure skaters, and um, and I knew that there was a plan to build a, a, a big arena, uh, mm-hmm. and um, and I just went to to see this uh, sport department director, and I said like, you know, these things happen maybe once in a decade or or after every 15 years that 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 there is there's going to be a like the ice we, we can call it ice center almost uh, it's uh, the new building what was built uh, it's actually has a uh, two uh, full size hockey rinks then it's uh, then it has a, a 6000 seater uh, like a like a multi arena mm-hmm. and also three sheets of uh, curling so it's quite a big uh, quite a big building and uh, and uh, I said, you know, we need curling sheets there. <laughs> and, and I was asked that uh, how many sheets you need. Uh, and I said, you know, at least two. So next time I, I saw these uh, drawings of, the, of this ice arena, I saw that there are three sheets of curling. So probably the architect of, uh, of this arena saw that there is possibility to, to, to have uh, one, more, um, uh, one more sheet and... Uh, and so, so basically, all it took from me is, is just I went to see the important people and uh, explain that, and, and, and probably they, they saw already what that uh, even with these poor conditions we had in Tallinn, we we hosted uh, international um, tournaments and our our teams played uh, regularly at the European Championships. So, so they saw that there is a community and maybe it's uh, worth uh, to invest. Uh, to their facility as well so we were we were really lucky uh, with uh, with this um, with with this facility and so how was the facility funded um was this uh is this a private enterprise or was it public money that 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 built the the whole facility it's a public uh it's a municipality arena okay and uh i think that the cost of the arena was uh it was uh uh, it was open 2014 August, and uh, the cost of that was uh, more than 35 million euros. So, oh, wow. so, yeah. so yeah, it, it's it's huge money, and um, and actually, uh, when we were in, in the process of uh, uh, the, the 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 building was already um, they, they already started uh, the the process of uh, building the arena, and uh, and one day I had the idea that. Uh, that I will um, write an email to 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 the president of the World Curling Federation, uh, Kate Kateness, and uh, I wrote to her that uh, we are we are building a, a new facility and then curling is going to be there and uh, maybe uh, because she uh, hadn't visited uh, us uh, and uh, you know I just sent an email and thought that maybe. I will get the reply that she's too busy and etc. But uh, to my surprise, uh, she or she replied really fast and uh, and uh, actually she she visited us first time 2013 October, so uh, seven years ago, and um, and when we went to this um, facility to to see this uh, building, uh, and she said that you know Fred, you we have to do something here. We have to do something big here. Maybe World Juniors 2015, and um, 
and I was like, well, we don't have a building. And, and she was already uh, um, encouraging us to, to host a, a big event. And, uh, and yeah, 2015, we, uh, we, 2015, February, March, we, we hosted uh, World Junior. So the first year, the, the, the arena was opened 2014, August, and already... In, in six months, we hosted uh, World Juniors there. So it was very uh, busy times. It was very uh, nervous times. Uh, uh, and, but, but, you know, it's, it's every, everything was worth uh, doing it. So, and actually, it, it gave us a good chance because City had invested a lot into this building. And, uh, and, and maybe sometimes some politi- politici- politicians get... Uh, get criticized that you 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 put too much money there or, or etc but now they now now they could say that you know it was work because now uh, these curling people they are they're organizing uh, world junior championships here so so it was mm-hmm. quite easy to get fund funded uh, some some funding from the municipality side uh, to host these uh, world junior so so yeah we have uh, had a good partnership with uh, with the city uh, with with city of uh, Tallinn and and with the arena people and, uh, and I'm always thinking that we are we are doing something uh, together. Yeah. So they were they were planning to build this this very nice very large facility with the two hockey sheets like you like you said um, and you were basically just able to convince them to add uh, add three sheets of curling. Was it just because of of how well you guys were doing with the the modest facility that you had beforehand. Yeah, I think uh, they they already knew what, that uh, we are actually 2013. Our uh, so our our ladies team was 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 quite near to the A division at that time as well. So 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 there was already at the media that that, that curling is uh, doing quite well and. Uh, and we have some uh, some some good teams here, so yeah, I think that the work that we that we we did in this ten years uh, uh, cycle at the old arena that uh, that these this helped us to get what we have at the moment. Yeah, so for sure, yeah. Oh, so it was kind of the the results that they were seeing from the national teams is what. Yeah. Also, also, but it, but but it was also because during uh, when when we played at the old venue, we also had the cooperation with the municipality. So uh, we have a system here when we host uh, whatever international events that uh, that you can get uh, funded by the by the municipality because they consider it as a as a as a tourist. You, you bring in tourists, and that this helps economy and etc. Mm-hmm. etc. So. So, so actually, we had already a cooperation, and as, as I said, I knew the I knew the um, director of the sport department, and uh, you know, I, I was just uh, proactive and, and went there and and, and asked like if if, that, if 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 that is possible that we could get uh, uh, curling there. So, so from from my side, it actually was maybe a ten minute meeting uh, with <laughs> with uh, with this uh, director to get. The three sheets of curling so it's quite quite unbelievable 
Wow, that yeah, that's incredible. And mm-hmm. uh, you you talked to me before um, you know b- before we got here today. Uh, you talked to me about the team that you have put together at the at the facility because you said that you know it's there it's it's very important to have a good team to to make the facility successful. Can you just talk about your team and what it what what went into building that team and kind of what, who, what kind of people you were looking for, mm-hmm. um, to put together the, the, the team that's behind this facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so basically when we, we started with, the with the curling in, in the old arena and I'm also, uh, part, uh, I'm a shareholder in, in this, uh, in this facility. So it, you know, we, uh, we just had two sheets of curling, so we didn't have to pay, any rent for that so mm-hmm. uh, we you, you know we we shared the, the electricity cost with with other uh, ice ring uh, ice pads so uh, i could use uh, my ice makers to make curling ice or etc etc so 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 there wasn't really like a direct cost to that but but once we had this new building um, you know we we had agreement with with the city so the immediately you know, we we had to think financially things. Uh, so every month we get um, invoice from the from the city to to pay our rent uh, and uh, and and uh, that includes also electricity bills, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So and uh, we had to hire ice makers, etc. So it it kind of uh, created a situation that uh, that we now have costs we have to cover. Uh-huh. And um, and so it it also like we had to look at this as a business. Uh, so we have to earn somewhere money in order to 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 pay for our expenses. And the other thing is what was really you know once this uh, uh, facility was opened and I thought like okay my work is done. Uh, it's uh, we have a curling facility and uh, you know. Uh, we don't have to worry ab- about anymore. Uh, <laughs> but but then I then I started to think that uh, that there are a lot of people who have trusted me and uh, and uh, and uh, you know we have to because we are the first curling rink in real curling uh, rink in, in in Tallinn in Estonia. So 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 it's our responsibility to 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 show uh, to, to put the standard. Uh, to this uh, curling facility so if there will be in the future i think it, it, it all begins from us if we are successful in our uh, current arena and if there will be a new rinks uh, uh, developments uh, they will they will come to the city of Tallinn. they will ask how, how this curling is doing or or uh, you know, is, is, is it is it a problem with them, and uh, do they do they pay their bills or etc. So so we felt that it's it's our responsibility to put together uh, uh, a good uh, business plan for for our rink and uh, to show that we can really uh, organize things and, and that that is also part why we hosted uh, World Juniors and uh, and European Championships just to. Just to show that uh, that that whatever city has invested us, that it, it's been worked, and uh, and also this, this these events gave us a lot of um, media coverage, uh, mm-hmm. so so we could promote this game uh, all over Estonia, 
and um, and and, and uh, it's it's of course it's important internationally to host uh, these events that you you get a lot of different countries coming here or or you work together with the work earning federation but but equally important was that that uh, then when we organized these events that we could uh, uh, we also made good contacts with the ministries with the, with the city municipalities with the national olympic committee etc so so we we made uh, uh, like uh, we made ourselves heard <laughs> so uh, everybody knew that curling is uh, that we have a curling in estonia now so so and uh, coming back to this uh, our our team uh, so yeah our our model in estonia is that uh, uh, we don't have uh, volunteer people so all our ice makers they get paid uh, uh, we have a event and a marketing manager and she gets paid. We have, uh, uh, like, um, arena manager, uh, who gets paid. So, so we, when we, uh, when we grow bigger, we try to back, uh, we try to invest back into the facility, maybe, maybe to hire somebody new or, or make better conditions to our, our people who are working there or, or maybe to invest some some I don't know uh, stones or or ice scrapers or etc. So yeah, it's it's been a gradual uh, process of um, uh, over the years. So what's the like what's the ratio at your rink of like how many how often is it like what we call club curlers like people who come and play regularly versus. Um, events like people coming and booking just one time for a curling party or learn to curl classes you know it's uh we can we can divide uh, countries uh, uh that, that play curling all over the world it's uh you know some some of the countries have very uh, uh like a long history going back uh, 16th century or etc so 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 curling in estonia you know the start was this century so it's mm-hmm. uh and 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 the focus when when we started uh, with our facility was uh you know as i said we immediately we had a uh, kind of invoices to pay so the easiest uh, uh the easiest part how to how to uh, make revenue was obviously curling uh, corporate events Mm. So, so, but, uh, uh, you know, so, so our focus was how to make this, uh, you know, how, how we, how we can finance uh, the operation and, um, and, uh, and, and at the start, uh, you know, we had maybe three people working for the, uh, for working for the club. Now we have six people working for the club. So it's, we have grown gradually so um, every every year we have more corporate events uh, and and also it's uh, you know we have some people coming from scotland or or usa and they are coming in and say how 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 big is your club Uh, Hmm. how many members you have and and but this is for for us it's just uh, one part of of the club you know Uh, you, you could also ask like how many corporate events you have or how many international events you're holding or how many student visits you have or how many people you have working for you what's your revenue so so, mm-hmm. so the uh, in a way 
lot of our focus over the last like let's say let's let's say five years uh you know during this five year period we have hosted two major events world juniors european championships which which takes a lot of uh, energy you, you know it takes uh you know it takes i don't know half uh, one and a half years to organize uh, uh europeans I remember when uh, the Europeans were at the end of November 2018. I, I paid the last bill at the end of February 2019. So it takes takes time to finish <laughs> the event as well. So, and after that, you are you're just exhausted, uh, and you you just start looking for the for the new season, and uh, and and growing the the members. Uh, uh, it's the hardest job. Like uh, uh, you know, I think every lot of countries. Uh, facing problems uh, problems with that so so i think at the moment our focus both uh, for the curling tallinn and the estonian curling association is is uh, is to to work domestically how we can make uh, curling bigger uh, and and have more members more curlers and over the last 5 years our our focus has been maybe how to make this uh, curling ring work financially and uh, how to promote curling by by organizing uh, these events what, what, what i've just uh, told like world juniors and europeans so it has taken now our focus to 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 work well with uh, uh, that, that our main focus is is, is to grow the, our membership but at the moment if you ask like what's the ratio i think in our revenue uh, over 50% of the income comes from the corporate events. Uh, then uh, maybe 25% to 30% our income comes from the from the uh, holding, uh, hosting uh, international uh, curling tournaments, including five uh, World Curling Tour events, and maybe 10% of our income comes from the members. We have around uh, maybe 70, 80 uh, active members. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, we, you, you know, when you want to, you can't focus everywhere. So you have to have a kind of uh, a plan. What is, what is, what is most important thing at, at the given, you know, stage. Uh, and, uh, and then we have chosen our paths that, uh, that that these were also hosting these uh, big events first to make uh, to to make uh, curling more bigger <laughs> uh, mm. through the media and uh, and now we have we have at uh, at that point that we are really working how to uh, find uh, new members and what is the strategy so what what kind of marketing strategies have worked for you guys so far as far as getting new people out curling and then eventually uh, joining leagues? And then kind of what's your goal? Because you said right now it's about 10, 10% of mm -hmm. your financing is coming from the people who are members of the club. Is mm -hmm. What's your goal, mm -hmm. you know, five years from now to get that percentage, that, to get that mix um, between corporate, uh, corporate events, international events, and then membership? Mm -hmm. I, for me uh, personally, uh, I like to have a that that you know my dream club is 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 something what what we have at the moment that we we have 
we have corporate events, we have members, we have international tournaments, and also we are uh, having uh, like a student visits uh, uh, every year more and more. So it's uh, you, you have different like your your club stands on different pillars. It's it's not just just one pillar. It's not just members. It's uh, it's it's different things, and uh, I like that kind of uh, thing. And and when you start. I think it's very important how you make uh, how you make yourself uh, like uh, heard. Uh, like uh, there are so many different possibilities uh, these days, uh, you know, to do whatever. And uh, and I think it's very important. Uh, you know, I've always like uh, one example. Let's say if you have a one um, club, you know, I don't know in Sweden or in Scotland or in the, in, uh, in the states. And you and you are focused on on members. And let's say you have one thousand members uh, in that club, and uh, and they come, you know, they they come regularly to play there, and uh, and so you create one thousand unique visits. So it's uh, same people who are coming back and mm-hmm. forth, yeah. But in our case, when we have, you know, I think our record season was we had uh, over 300 uh, corporate events during the nine. We are open from wow. uh, from from at the end of August until the end of uh, May, and we had 300 corporate events. So the average uh, corporate event is around 15 people. So you create uh, 4,500 uh, unique visits. And to 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 add to this, you know, sometimes we have around one thousand five hundred student visits. So also, if you add these, you have already six thousand unique visits. These people are going to their, I don't know, back to their families or or back to their offices. They they talk about curling. So it's actually the the snowball is getting bigger and bigger. So so our strategy was like how we can how we can get our volumes bigger and bigger and bigger uh, that that more people are aware of uh, uh, of curling and and you know uh, you know it's the system the the, the economy or or, or it's changing all the time like what you know what is the right model uh, i think we are at the moment we we are also finding our way what is the right model in estonia you know there, there are some good examples all over the world, but uh, but but every country is different. They're, they have their own backgrounds, etc. So so I think every country has to find their their own model what what works for them. You can you can you can add some good things from from different countries, but uh, at the end you have to find your 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 own model. And um, so so it's, some people have asked me that uh, okay, you have one thousand five hundred student visits. But Fred, uh, how many of them come back uh, or, 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 or become a curlers? And, and for me, it's not actually important because the important thing for us, it's how we can make contact uh, with, with these students, how they can come to the curling and we can introduce curling to them. And, uh, and later, they become also, they, they start to work in some companies. They already know about the curling. They, they, maybe they want to bring their family to play there or, or their, their company to play there. So it's, I think it's very important that you, you, you give people uh, idea uh, what, what is this sport about. And, uh, and uh, I think, you know, students, 
they have also they they sometimes go golfing it doesn't mean that they become golfers they go to tennis it doesn't mean that they they become uh, tennis players uh, they just uh, have different variety of sports and then then they can decide what's what's work for them so so for for us it's 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 not that they have to come back it's good when they're coming back but but the the the, the idea is how we can get more people through our tours that uh, that uh, that now we can say that over the years we have tens of thousands of people who have played curling. When curling is in TV, these people know already about this game. Uh, you know, they they have some 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 kind of connection with that. So so I think for for us the most important thing has been that how we can get more people through our doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we are thinking how we can keep some of them and what we can offer to them uh, in order to, to keep them. Um, so this is. <laughs> so you, you mentioned briefly that 35% of your revenue comes from um, events. So like the world curling tour event. So, so how do you, I, I think in North America, at least the normal model at a curling club, like a rink, like a curling club that owns its own rink is um, you, you kind of, uh, basically charge the entry fee and that goes towards the prizes and then the the rink makes money off uh off bar revenues but um and so it, it can be a good fundraiser but i think the business model doesn't necessarily work all that well I certainly don't think for any rink or, or club in canada there'd be 35 percent of the revenue would be coming off their bond spiel so i'm curious how you how do you make money at your rink through organizing these big high level events i think for uh like again, when we th- uh, talk about curling talent, then uh, I think for us, these uh, in- uh, hosting these international events is is uh, uh, allows your club to be international. You have uh, international friends coming here. I think we have had over the years over thirty different countries represented uh, in our tournaments, uh, from Brazil to. Uh, to Korea and, and and everything that is between uh, that so it's uh, it, it's fantastic thing to be part of uh, a, a, a bigger community and uh, this is how you make friends and uh, and you know you can you can visit, visit, visit them back in their country so it's uh, it's been always like uh, important to us to to have these uh, tournaments um, again when we started to to, to run the arena, you know, we, we had to be really proactive uh, because nobody was waiting behind the doors to, to come to us and uh, to, to pay us money. So, so one, one, one thing what, what I told was, was, um, was uh, like uh, organizing corporate events. The other thing uh, are international tournaments. So again, if we, if we uh, the good example here is that uh, we we run the venue for nine months, so if we add all the days what uh, we organize tournaments, it's almost one month out of these nine months we book basically the ring for ourselves, mm. and uh, and in Estonia uh, uh, we also you know 
there are obviously cost in, costs involved uh, organizing uh, these events and uh, how we finance is that uh, uh, partly with these um, uh, participation fees. The other, like like in Estonia, I think it's, I don't know how it's uh, in, in other countries, but, but also we can uh, write projects to the municipality and to the state. So we can get support for these international events because these are like... Uh, tourists who are coming here, who are spending money here, who are staying in our hotels. So it's uh, actually investment from the, the state side or municipality side, but it actually brings back money. Uh, so, so, mm-hmm. so around 60% of our income comes from the participation fees and uh, like a 40% uh, around from, from, from the city and from the state. Mm. And, uh, and, uh, but, but making money is not the, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not the most important thing. I think the, the most important thing is, is just to be, uh, in a way you, with organizing these events, we also get uh, a good, um, um, good possibilities to our teams to play ho- at home. So they don't have to travel, uh, to Switzerland or, or to Scotland, uh, so so with these events we can we can yes we can uh, we can um, help our our own teams. In fact, a few few weeks ago we held a, a mixed doubles event here, and uh, Niklas Edin was here. Uh, so um, one of the best uh, players or curlers uh, of our generation, and mm. and he was here playing. So I think uh, it's, it's you know. For, I think for for a lot of Estonians to go to play in your own rink against uh, Niklas, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's overwhelming. Uh, and uh, and uh, he was, you know, maybe thanks to COVID here, uh, but but still, we we have had really really good good teams here, and uh, and, and and it's one one of the things that that every Estonian teams. Every Estonian team, in a way, saves money when when you have a good competition here. Uh, we also held one um, wheelchair event uh, here, and usually it's uh, maybe maybe six to eight teams. And financially, it doesn't make any sense, but uh, but it's uh, our way uh, how to help our own wheelchair team. Uh, you know, you know, it's 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 very hard to to travel with 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 uh, for the wheelchair team. So it's it's kind of our our way how we can uh, develop this uh, discipline and uh, and um, you know our our wheelchair team they started uh, 2015 and they have now played back to back world championships uh, um, and and they are virtually at the moment in 2022 uh, paralympics so so the game you know there's a high stakes <laughs> uh, but 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 we, we we are not organizing this wheelchair event for the sake of money or or but but we are doing something you know something good for for them hopefully and uh, and it's you know when you have your own own rink you can you can have your own priorities maybe maybe we we ask more money from the corporate events but at the same time we are we are doing a lot of promotional events so uh so we we don't charge uh and and this is we don't have to ask from somebody permission to do that so so we we do what we feel is right to do that was my next question kind of just about how 
how this facility has, has impacted um, the Estonian Curling Association and how you guys have been doing internationally. But then uh, just kind of piggyback on what you just said, how important is wheelchair curling to your association? Because it seems like it's something that you have really focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, look, I think of all our uh, national teams, if we, if, we, if we look at this year, um, you know, when we, when we build something like a, we build curling on scratch, you know, we always think like uh, uh, where we get the coaches. Uh, so so uh, at the moment, we, we, have, we are very lucky to have uh, international coaches. We just uh, started, uh, started a cooperation with Derek Brown. Who from who's from Scotland and uh, who worked for the U.S. curling for eight years? So we started the cooperation with uh, with him this summer, for for uh, because it's it's a very important year um, for our mixed doubles team, uh, who has been recent years they they've got the fifth place at the World Championships, sixth place at mm-hmm. the World Championships. Also our ladies. Now again, thanks to COVID, because uh, last year they were first team not to qualify to the yeah. World Championships because the World Championships were held in Canada, which were cancelled. But now, now hopefully uh, uh, they 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 are going to happen uh, in uh, in Switzerland, which means that our our ladies team is present there. It's first time in our curling history to have a have a team at the men's or or women's team at the World Championships. And also for our wheelchair team, uh, we don't know at the moment is there going to be a qualification event because they fell from from world championships, they fell to the qualification, and mm-hmm. now it depends whether whether the qualification will take place or not. So, so we will see. Uh, but but I think these are the three like uh, main focus. The, the focus is to get the Olympic spot, obviously, and that's why we 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 started the cooperation with Derek Brown, and and we have uh, also Swiss coach Nicole Strausak, uh, who has been working with our our ladies team and and with our uh, mixed doubles team. So so it's also important for 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 small nations and new nations like like Estonia. You know, you need a, you need obviously a, a good drink. Uh, where to play, but you also need a good uh, good coaching uh, because you know <laughs> it's hard to find uh, uh, coaches in a country that that just has started curling and 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 maybe in the future the players who are playing at the moment will be coaches. So we are we are not there yet. So so we have to find ways how to how to make uh, us attractive. Uh, to the foreign coaches as well, and uh, so, but but as you said, uh, I think the the new facility what was uh, opened it kind of gave us a restart. Uh, it, it, this this new facility opened us so many doors. Uh, uh, like I said, the wheelchair team couldn't play at the old uh, rink, but but they started. Uh, uh, they started at the new rink. Uh, the new rink gave us uh, a possibility to host the World Juniors, European Championships, uh, and uh, and and also I think the the coaches who are uh, who are uh, uh, coaching us at the moment, uh, you know, 
they they they, they know that, that the one important thing is to have 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 good conditions uh, to 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 practice. Uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, I remember we had. Uh, at our old rink, we had around 50 corporate events during the season, and we thought that oh, this is this is quite 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 a lot. We went to the new arena, and I think first year we had over 100 corporate events. I thought like wow, 100, and, you know, no way we could have 200 corporate events. So a few years went by, and we had 200 corporate events. So we went. 300 corporate events so, so it's uh so it's uh, yeah it's 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 just uh sometimes uh, you know when i'm rep at the work curling federation and uh, uh i i calculated that we have 65 members and um, only 20 of them have uh dedicated sheets uh for curling there are so many countries who who don't have curling facilities they have to play either either uh, on a hockey rink or in some cases they go to the other countries to play uh, mm-hmm. their championships so so we consider us uh, really happy uh, really lucky <laughs> lucky ones to to have what we have at the moment yeah how much attention is paid to the olympics in estonia and how how big would it be if the wheelchair team or the mixed doubles team or either the men's or women's team were to one day qualify for the Olympics? Yeah, you know, in some countries, you know, if we take uh, ice sports, a uh, uh, lot of uh, attention goes to the uh, hockey and, and figure skating. Uh, obviously, in the United States, it's, uh, ice hockey is very, very popular. But in Estonia, we don't have this kind of hockey culture here. So uh, it, it, it's re- it's 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 growing, but it's but we are not really competitive at at that sense. So we don't have any big mountains. So we don't have uh, we have one uh, freestyle skier who's who's really good, um, uh, but uh, but uh, but just you know it, it it gives in a way a chance for the for the car- curling to to stand out. Um, we had cross-country skiers who were really good, but at the moment, uh, you know, they 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 have uh, finished their careers, and uh, and so so it's quite it's in a way quite empty uh, with with the winter sports, and and I think this 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 is uh, also give, gives us a chance to 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 have a good spotlight, and and we have uh, Harry and uh, Harry Lilland and Maria uh, Turman. Who are uh, who are playing together in the in the mixed doubles and also Maria is the skip of the women's team and uh, you know they are uh, a good faces uh, and good image for the curling in in Estonia they they look good they they are athletic uh, um, they are you know it's I think the media treats us uh, really really well and uh, and. Uh, and we we can't really complain. And one thing also when we when we hosted these um, um, Europeans uh, European Championships and, and people have asked us like uh, how much how much money we made with with these championships and you know again for us it wasn't uh, really uh, how to make money. It's it's and and we weren't uh, you know making ten thousand from the out of Europeans. You know it's. It's, it's it's peanuts or twenty thousand or thirty thousand. 
let's say if we if we if we're talking about millions, but but uh, we we weren't that naive uh, that we were thinking that we well, we host uh, Europeans and we make millions. But but our in our case it was uh, like if we have enough money, what we could where we could invest that uh, to to make this event bigger. So one thing uh, where we invested was uh, uh, broadcast. So we hosted the European Championships and both our teams played in the B division. And, uh, and we had the uh, first ever broadcast from the B division uh, to our national television with Estonian commentators. So we had around 10 games broadcasted over and, uh, and, and we saw what kind of uh, effect it, it gave us uh, that when you were on the TV with, with your Estonian teams playing with Estonian commentators, first time ever. So, so that gave us uh, a lot of uh, media attention and, uh, and yeah. So yeah, we we on, in in that area we are we are doing uh, really well. I guess just just to kind of wrap things up, and we we thank you so much for have, for for coming on today. But just kind of tell us um, tell us what you think the future is for for the for the facility there, and uh, kind of what uh, what you think um, where, where you think that this uh, that that curling will go in Estonia. So yeah, when we're talking about our team, that our when when your team is growing, uh, it allows you to have like uh, focus on maybe on on some new areas, and uh, and actually I'm very very um, I'm very uh, optimistic uh, that a few few months ago we started initiative with uh, with Estonian. Ice Hockey Federation and the Figure, Gate, uh, Figure Skating Association to have like uh, that uh, that we are we are uh, trying to uh, that that the different municipalities could could build their own ice rinks and 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 this way that all these uh, Olympic sports like figure skating, ice hockey, and curling will be represented there. So. Uh, I think the model what we have at the moment, when you are part of the when, when curling is part of the bigger community in, in, under one roof with hockey and and and, uh, and figure skating, I think it's uh, it's it's a very good model. And uh, uh, you know, it's in a way it's for 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 municipalities to build different uh, facilities for hockey and for curling. It's uh, in a way you 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 lose a lot of money. It's it's, it's going to be more expensive. The other than 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 building uh, is under one roof, and uh, you know in a lot of different countries when I see that you know even Finland they have over two hundred uh, uh, ice rinks, but uh, but very few of them have only curling there, and uh, and I think it's uh, it's uh, it could be a big uh, potential for not in not just in Estonia but all over the world to have more cooperation with the, with the ice rinks or with the other uh, federations and uh, and then my kind of uh, my goal is is that uh, we want more not the 35 plus million euro facilities but uh, uh, but my cheaper ones but but uh, but in a way that we have we have under same roof 
three Olympic sports um, uh, represented and then curling being one of them. So that could create, uh, you know, every new facility creates more curlers and, and then it, it creates more competition between your uh, within the uh, within the sport which means that uh, we can we can go further uh, on the rankings as well so I, i'm quite optimistic that and, and in this sense we've, we've feel a lot of a big responsibility that we have to do well in in our current uh, venue so that uh, the other municipalities uh, uh, could be ready to invest to curling as well so so but but i'm optimistic i think in in 10 years we will have uh, maybe two three more facilities where we have uh, where where we have curling <laughs> so we can expand from three sheets let's say to 10 sheets in estonia <laughs> well fred thank you so much for joining us today we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us you know we're we're big fans of of all the all the Baltic countries, and we're, we we talk about Estonian curling and Latvian curling uh, all the time on here. So we're we're very thrilled that you were able to come on with us. So thank you again, and, and good luck to you guys. Uh, I think uh, I thank you as well. I think it's uh, it's a good topic to discuss, and uh, and I think it's uh, important. Uh, the venues are, are really important, uh, not just to have a venue, but to have a good venue, uh, you know, attractive venue, and uh, and I think it's. It's uh, it's a field that uh, we can all uh, uh, improve. Jonathan, what I thought was really cool was how how they have their corporate event program running really well. It's it's incredible to me that they can do three hundred corporate events a year. You know, I think that's actually more common than a lot of people would assume like i i'd say that um both rinks in england are primarily corporate exactly for the same reasons fred said there's not much of a curling tradition here so there's there's still club play but most of the revenue has to come from corporate events uh what what i found interesting was like the, the funding mix so I, it sounds like it's kind of interesting they have the corporate events and then there are other big fundraiser or i guess money generator is actually high profile uh world curling tour events and i think a lot of clubs in north america tend to look at bond spiels as not necessarily big money makers like they kind of make their money off the bar but this is a very different kind of event so it was interesting to see how they kind of mix together entry fees and um kind of sponsorship grants in order to fund it that way yeah and they they do more than just the, you know, the the events for points. I actually I saw uh, the other day on the Curling Tallinn Facebook or a YouTube channel, they were showing the Estonian Cup. So I turned that on, thinking it was going to be like you know the high performance teams, but no, it looked like some teams that you know kind of got together for kind of a more fun bond spiel. Uh, Harry Lill, who um, who Fred referred to in uh in the interview who's the skip of the men's team he had his team on on this broadcast and you could tell it was just him and some buddies uh and they were curling they were curling under the name Her uh um larry hill basically the <laughs> the inverse of the of the first two letters of his first and last name it was pretty funny but so you had him who's you know 
been to European curling championships. And then you had, uh, you know, you could tell that it was some of his buddies who, you know, were, were, were less experienced curlers, let's put it that way. But it was kind of fun yeah. to see, to watch there for a few minutes. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, once you have a facility in place, what you can do with it's kind of endless. It just takes creativity from the rink manager and the, the local support group. But um, it's certainly interesting to, to hear their process there, right? Because it's, it's quite a different way, I think, of getting a curling rink and a curling program for our nation going. Yeah. And uh, like he said, they're looking at it as you know, basically their, their reach a year, you know, how many different people, um, can they get into the facility each year and then have those people go turn around and, and tell their friends about it. And, um, it's, it's, it's kind of similar to the way it was back when, um, back when I worked in minor league baseball, because in minor league baseball, an extremely large percentage of our attendance every year uh, came to one game a year, and it was just they knew that that each year they were going to go to the minor, to their one minor league baseball game as a family, and it's just, you know, you're you're looking at you know what what percentage of your population can you get into uh, your facility rather than you know how many season tickets you can sell. Kind of is it is it. it is kind of what it sounds like their, um, you know, their, their thought process is with it. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, I think a good model too. Sometimes I know in North America clubs don't like corporate rentals because I see them as kind of one and done and they're not necessarily converting into regular participants in curling leagues, but I still think there's a, there's a bunch of value in them doing that. I think first of all, don't undercharge, right? Like make sure if, if it's someone coming for a one-time thing, it should be charged to make a profit for the venue. Uh, but second, I think even if someone just comes and goes curling and it, it kind of has a good experience and goes out with word of mouth and says, this weekend I went curling, that's great advertising for the sport too. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it, it's also great to see their national teams doing well. Um, if we do have Worlds this year, their women's team will be participating in it, and it will be the first time that a four-person men's or women's uh, team from Estonia has participated in Worlds. Um, their wheelchair team is doing uh, is doing very well and uh, working up the rankings and. Uh, uh, Harry Lill and uh, Marie Termon, um, they're a pretty good mixed doubles team and they've had success as well. And that's kind of one of the things that kind of one of the niches that Curling to Lean has kind of carved out for themselves is hosting these WCF mixed doubles events. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, it's a, I think that's going to be a growth area for sure uh, with mixed doubles. And especially for newer countries, mixed doubles is an easier way to put together a competitive program. You only need two people. Um, it's actually a lot easier to plan the events. Uh, I, at the moment, there aren't too many mixed doubles competitive bonds fields out there, but I think the circuit's going to be growing. And it'll, it'll be interesting to see if it basically becomes its own rival tour to the, the men's and women's tour. Yeah, so be sure to check out and see what they're doing at Curling Tallinn. You can follow them uh, at Curling Tallinn on Facebook and Twitter, as well as Instagram. Uh, their website is curlingtallinn.ee, C-U-R-L-I-N-G-T-A-L-L-I-N-N 
ee and uh, like Jonathan said uh, that uh, end of season tournament that they're kind of known for that's at the end of May if we uh, if, if you're allowed to travel there in Europe uh, they're having an 18 team fun and sociable bond spiel in Tallinn May 27th through 29th uh, it's a four game guarantee uh, 390 euros per team is that pretty cheap Jonathan uh, that's pretty good. I, I kind of figure these days, like around a hundred and like a, a pound, a, a euro and a dollar is not too far apart. So around a hundred a person. So 400, 500 is pretty good, I think. Yeah. And, uh, it's a shinkle. So, uh, who knows who, who knows who. You oh, are, I hate right? the shinkle. I hate the shinkle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do an episode about why I hate the shinkle. <laughs> an, an entire, an entire episode about the shinkle. <laughs> yes. COVID's going to have to last into 2023 for us to do an entire episode about the shinkle, Jonathan. I think it will. <laughs> I think I think I hate the shinkle more than I hate COVID. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Rocks Across the Pond, a curling podcast. You can find all of our previous episodes and blog posts at rocksacrossthepond.com. Please remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast app, and leave a review. If you enjoyed listening, the greatest compliment we can receive is when you tell a friend about us. That helps us grow and helps us share our love of this great game. If you have a comment or question, or you just want to talk about curling, you can email us at rocksacrossthepond at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at curlingpodcast. We are also on Facebook and Instagram at rocksacrossthepond. Thank you again, and we will talk to you real soon.